we want to keep our subjects very pertinent in this last year. Amen. We're, we're just, uh, we're not talking about how to, how to do this and that. We're, we're talking about things that will equip us for the day that we're in. So uh, I want to title this, the last word standing is doing the commanding. And in Job 22, 28, don't you love this word, this scripture? That's just so explicit. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Wow, that's just powerful. I looked up the word established, and the word literally means in the Hebrew, to rise. So, thou shalt decree a thing. Amplified says, decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established. It shall rise up unto thee. It'll come back to you. Decree a thing and it'll come back to you. The word is working. Yes. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we believe and also speak. So that speaks to that it's not just your words out of your head that changes your future. Unless they become so pervasive and so routine that you begin to believe what you foolishly say but it's when you speak what you believe and we know in in Matthew it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so we train our heart or don't let it run wild and let it be filled up with the whatever uh, you know we're, we're in a pretty uh, callous time or nation uh, someone was asking me this week like why don't people that have cancer turn to to God why are they not just crying out and calling on him and saying deliver me and I thought it's just like when we had 911 we had one lady that met me in the parking lot at Coker she gave me 40 something dollars in cash. Don't know who she was. Don't know why I was out there doing something in the parking lot. She stopped and said, my God, you know, she, you could tell she was shaking. She gave me $40 and said, pray for me. That's the only sign we had that there was something going on in the earth that anybody would be woken up. That's just not who we are. Uh, that doesn't move us. The Bible says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to change, not trouble. So, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. We ought to. We should. We are created to walk by faith. We are not created to walk by sight. We can get from the couch to the refrigerator by sight, but that's about all we're supposed to do with it. You ought to be able to recognize yourself in a picture. So isn't it amazing? I've been just meditating on this, how amazing it is how simple it is and how easy it is. Isn't that just like the Lord to give us atomic weapons, so to speak, and just say, just pull this button, just flip this switch. Uh, not hard at all. So it's so amazing that we can just call things that be not. Simply agree to, believe to, change our mind and, and go that way, turn our direction, and then in little to no time, it's revealed exactly what we said without evidence. We looked at the TV remote Sunday 
how nobody's ever seen an infrared ray that I know of, but we have absolute confidence that it will get you over to the Howdy Doody show if that's where you want to go on TV. Praise God. So something that's so hidden, so hidden from the world, if you said this is a nuclear equation that if you solve it, well, then, you know, you'll have great power. And if you study this and Einstein that and all that, well, then you might get an inkling. I like, ah, oh, no, it's so common. All we have to do is fill our heart with the word and our mouth will begin to create what the word says he made for us. It's like that's way too simple. We need to have a few few uh, uh, degrees and and uh, and graduations and whatever people need to do to be smart. And we don't all we all we do. And yet it's so simple. It's so benign that we don't take it seriously, because if it was serious, we'd all be studying it and somebody would be coming back to us. Actually, the world is figuring out concerning the nature of all things, atoms and the subparticles of an atom. You used to think it was the neutron, the proton, and the electron that were the smallest things that were. But now there's all sorts of quarks and zonks and doodly-doos, I don't know, you know, that are even smaller. And they're finding out that everything is based, every, all creation is made by sound. Sound is the basis of everything. And uh, so guess what? Words are. They're sound. They're just, they're vibrations in the air. And they're like, that's so basic. Uh, a hound dog will have a sound and a raccoon will have a sound. And, and we can have a sound. A, a mere man will have a foolish sound. He'll say, I can't afford it. I won't live past daddy. And he died at 59. They'll say foolish things and it works for them. But they never tie them together. They never seem to correlate. Uh, James 3.3 3 says, Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. Isn't that the truth? You never saw a horse that had been trained, that had a bit, that didn't go where the rider told. Just, just pull on this side or pull on that side. Horses amaze me. Uh, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships that which they, though they be so great are and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm. So the Lord's trying to tell us something. That's in James. That it's not hard. That there's no excuse. There's no way you can say, ah, God's in control. Oh, that, that blew up right there. Proverbs 18, 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I looked up that word power. Let, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the word means dominion. Death and life are in the dominion of the tongue. I was telling Deborah Ann, us husbands, us men, we have a covenant responsibility in our marriages to not leave widows that don't know what to do with their money and don't know the, they do just fine. But I'm saying it's just wrong that men die younger than women. Typically, stereotypically, culturally. Well, it's just because we, we believe it. We believe the stats that say women live to be 78 and men live to be 73 or, or whatever. I don't know what they are really. And I'm like, I'm going to change that. I told her today, I'm not going anywhere without you. <laughs> Don't you be sneaking off either. 
Death and life are in the dominion of the tongue and they that love. I looked up the word love there and it means to have a strong affection for. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The word eat the fruit, that's what it does mean. But the other definition of means to consume all of the reward. So let me read these new words in there. Death and life are in the dominion of the tongue and they that have a strong affection for it shall consume all of the reward thereof. I mean, God's, God's, he's, he's got it in code here. He's got it in code. It's in the word. Nobody, nobody in the world regards the word. Oh, it's, it's myths and it was put together this way and it was, it's all that. It's completely hidden from them. They, they don't regard it at all and yet it's the most valuable thing the most precious thing. The more you know God, the more you value the word. Proverbs 10, 20 says, the tongue of the just is as choice silver. And then it says, the lips of the righteous feed many. I'm telling you, we got some power in this room. If we all just focused it like a laser on the same thing, and we are, we are. We're, it's not like we need to do something. We may need to do what we're doing more or, you know, but whatever. Uh, Proverbs 18, 7 says, a fool's mouth is his destruction. It didn't say his drug use, his drinking, his smoking, his, his uh, whatever, whatever. It says, the it says a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. So you'd say, well, those poor fools. But if you take it and reverse it and say anybody that's in destruction and anybody that's snared their soul, you would say they were a fool. We don't like to say fool. Fool's a very hard word to uh, call somebody or to relegate. It's reserved for the very least of people. But here it says... Uh, uh, a fool is a mentally retarded or a, I should say, mentally challenged person or, or whatever. Uh, he said, no, just, uh, just runs his mouth. Wow. Lord, forgive me. Ecclesiastes 10, 12 says, fools are destroyed by their own words. So what is a fool? A fool is someone that lets his life be destroyed by words. Well, how many Christians do we have in the body of Christ that their words are just as caustic and just as, as uh, 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 they push back on the kingdom as much as any evil person, any sinner, and yet they don't even know. They think life is the same. My, my main beef or gripe is, is Christians living as the sinners. We just have been handed the golden scepter and the golden crown of royalty and we're always out in the trash cans behind the building. It's just as wrong as it can be. It's just wrong. First uh, John 3, 8 says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy or undo or untie the works, dissolve, put off the works of the devil. Well, that's who I am. How about you? That's, that's, why we, that's why we're in business is because he's in business tearing up stuff. 
influencing people, sinners, certainly, that, that's his crowd. He's the father of them. But even Christians, even people that are born again that don't even know they're born again. You, you get them up into nine years old, been, been born again since they were 12. And you ask them, say, hey, what about heaven? Well, I hope I make it. And you go, you got 78 years of being born again and I hope we make it. There's something wrong there. It's not our job to fix it unless we see it, but we ought to see it. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, you hardly ever see a bit when you look at a horse. It's rare to see the helm or the rudder of a ship that's being turned about. You don't ever see it. And it's the same thing with us. Creation words are basically the most benign part of our life. Unless you get really graphic and just say, by his stripes I was healed. He became, poor that, uh, I, he became poor that I might through his poverty be made rich. That catches some attention. You know, you can say that. Uh, so what, what is the Lord offering us here? It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a mystery. It's hidden. It's a treasure. What does it say uh, uh, about a treasure in a field? The man went and, and found a treasure in a field and went and sold all he had and bought that field. The pearl of great price. Found a pearl. Went and sold all he had and bought that pearl. And great was the worth of it. Uh, that's what we have in the, in the word in our mouth. In our mouth. And the challenge then is you can't just parrot it. You just can't say, well, give me a book, give me a confession, and I'll just read it. Because the head has no power. It is for observation and analytical powers only. It, it makes you brush your teeth. Well, some people doesn't even do that. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, it makes you comb your hair and it may, it, it's, it's just, it's not for anything spiritual. People make a living by it, but the mind of Christ could do that better. So words are tireless. You know, you go out with a pickaxe, which I do not own. You go out with a, 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 a post hole digger, which I will never own. You go out with a, uh, a barbed wire uh, stretcher, and I will never own that. You go, you go up on a roof, and, and with metal, metal roofing, I will never do that again either. I've learned a few things. Hallelujah. But, but those, those wear you flat dab out. I mean, I don't even like to work in the backyard after May. It's just hot. And I just, I'm just finding a way to do it in March and April. I'm that smart. I think I'm that smart anyway. And so, because it wears you out. But this thing here, that this power, this, it's, it's like hitting a button on an atomic bomb somewhere else or a missile. It's just so, so powerful. And yet it's tireless to exercise it. It's no more than just hitting the button and saying, you go get them. And that's what we should do. Uh, so how, what about our words? Well, first of all, you figure out what you want your words to do. You figure out what you want done. You, you can't just blither blather and just say, well, I want this and I want that, because that doesn't come out of the heart either. Faith worketh by love, and so your faith is in your words, and so you've you got to meditate what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. So there's that desire thing where we meditate and we, 
focus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, so you got to seek, you got to pursue. And then once you figure it out, once you say this is the will of God, because faith begins where the will of God is known. So you got to know or, you, or you're not in faith. It's impossible to get in faith. You're a four year old trying to reach the brake pedal. It's just not going to happen. And uh, so we have to we have to meditate. What is the will of God? So we have to pray even before we say not pray to get worthy, not pray to have God bless us. We've got to pray about what to pray about. What to ask him for. But once you get that rudder saying we're going to go 300, we're going to go 269 degrees north. They start turning the rudder and sending that big ship off to 269 degrees. No, it's not. Two, yeah, 269. That'd be that'd be in the sphere. And everybody's happy because that's where the island or the port or the country is. That's where we're going is that that setting. Well, we got to get our setting right or we'll just be circling around in the ocean. We'll just be riding a horse that just goes round and round in the in the corral. We're we've been given this amazing and wonderful power. The most um, it's such a it's such an amazing power that God only used it when he did his business. When he created. He commanded light. His words seem to be good enough. Well, my words are good enough. Your words are good enough. But we just got to know the rules of the road. You can't sling it around. And that's what we've all done about everything, about healing. Good enough is good enough. Prosperity, well, I'll give and see what God will do. We've, we've treated the things of the word very casually, very uh, coarsely. We've not got down and meditated on it and said, what does it say? And where is my heart got to be involved? There's some mechanical things that I have to actually do. But most of it's a heart thing where you just turn your sails into the wind and find out where he's blowing in your life. And you find out this is the will of God. Well, it'll just happen if it's the will of God. Well, how many of y'all know that's that's just not true? Because then we'd have to accuse God of some bad judgment. He's let some bad stuff go on. If everything that happens is his plan, his will, his design. It, it wasn't, it isn't, and it won't be. So he puts it in us. In the Old Testament, it says that, uh, uh, that the Lord will do nothing except he tells his prophets. Well, that's Old Testament. So how much more is he going to tell us? He's in us. He was on them, but he's in us. He's steering from within. So he's just saying, hey, giddy up. Let's speak. Let's meditate on my will, my plan. Stay in fellowship with me. Pray things out. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray out the mysteries, the word says. Build up your most holy faith in the Holy Ghost. Uh, stay in the spirit. You go, well, I don't have time for that. Well, then you're just going to be a fool. You're going to wander around for your years and never know if you hit it or missed it and, and not be much different than the world. Excuse my forcefulness there, but it's the price we pay. It's the price the Lord Jesus prayed. Paid. He prayed the price. Is that right? And so we have to pray it out. But it's not arduous. It's not hard. It's not 70 days of fasting. And, and it's not. It's not. It's, it's pretty casual, actually. You just point your pointer to him. You just take your eyes off of this world. 
which has the material to bless and help and whatever. Once you once you get the will of God and speak to the things that are created, all of them will start serving God. They'll all wind up in yours. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for you, the righteous. Well, what who's got that? It doesn't matter when I get ready to pull the trigger. They'll start giving it up. They, they plundered the Egyptians as they left. And they didn't even know what money was. So we change our mind and we change our vision. We change our dream. We, it doesn't seem to be going like we thought it would. And if that was God's will, it would be this and it would look like that. Could I have a better amen? But it doesn't change the fact, the truth, that the last word standing is doing the commanding. So you have to go back and see what was your last word on it. You don't want to have a disgusting little pity party and just throw yourself down and say, well, this stuff doesn't work and God's not interested, interested in me or, or whatever, and then never pick it up again because that thing is a sentence against you and you will serve it. You go, well, how's that? We've all been serving it. We've all uh, been serving the sentence of failure and shortage and, and uh, trouble and conflict and strife. And you, you name it, we've all served the sentence that the devil had no right to bring, but we, we gave him permission. We said, we said like they, this, this isn't popular anymore, and I don't even like to say it in church, but people would say, well, I'll be damned. And you just go, what does that look like? And 10 years later, you check in on their life and it was like, <laughs> they called for it and that's what it looks like. I, I'm sorry, I don't want, you know, it's not a bad word. It's in the Bible, but, but people say that flagrantly and flippantly and, and uh, it's the last word and it's working, it's working. And so we're endeavoring to finish our words with, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm just blessed. It's my coming in and my going out. It, I'm blessed. Men are looking for me, pursuing me, chasing me down to give to me good measure, pressed together, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And with the measure I meet, it's measured to me with all. We, we, we say that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's empowering me. I'm alive unto God. So if you just shut your mouth after that, you'll have the last word standing doing the commanding. It'll be going out without being retrieved. This is so good. I mean, it's just hard to put weight on something that is so obvious, so normal, so routine in our life. We all speak. We speak fluently. Many people speak multiple languages and, and they can get dialects out of those languages and all sorts of amazing things. And they're perishing because they don't have the right words. They don't have the right key to put in the door. So, uh, you know, a computer has the final say. I've heard people say, this computer did something. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's right. That's, that's what we think. You go to a courtroom, and you know when the judge speaks something and he puts his gavel down, it's over. It, that is the last word standing. It's not negotiable, and you can't talk to the bailiff on the way out, and you can't talk to the, 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 the guy at the word that took your watch and your ring. It's over. The judge decreed it and declared it, and it's established unto you. So, the mountain has to obey me. 
So I have to control my emotions. I can't get mad and just say, well, this isn't working. You just can't say that. Or if you, dig, if you do, you've got to dig it up. I dig up stuff all the time. I do it in front of Deborah Ann. I'll say something silly or something flippant, something that shouldn't come out of my mouth, but I'll dig it up and say, I renounce that word. That's a seed that will uh, be aborted and die unborn and stuff like that. Uh, so we say things that's not really our intent, and we certainly say things that's not even good for us, not even, I'll be damned, is not good for you. And, uh, and then they use that other word that's even probably worse for it. But the truth is, let's just, let's, just, let's just know what we're dealing with, because if they take a plutonium canister out and put it in the back seat of the car and drive out around all over uh, Birmingham, they're going to want to know where you drove because all those people got contaminated. And, and uh, our words transport life. We send our words, be healed in Jesus' name. Well, we didn't touch anybody. We didn't minister medicine or a procedure. We just released life. We didn't necessarily even curse what was wrong with them. Probably don't know what's wrong with them. They may not know what's wrong with them. They just know this thing is not right. And we release life. And, and how does that work? We send life with our words. We can't think it. Are you, do you feel better now? No, that, it doesn't work. You can't think it. That's why you can't get born again just thinking that you love God. You, you just can't say, I, I want to be with God, but I'm not saying it. You can't get married. Contrary, contrary. The most important thing about a wedding, nothing matters except the words that he speaks to her and the words she speaks back to him. We don't know, need no preacher. We don't need no witnesses. We don't need the cake. We don't need none of it. And if it doesn't have those vows in there, you, you didn't do it. Now, legally, they'll let you say Mr. and Mrs. That was extra. Uh, John 6, 63. I'm not letting y'all look up much because I'm trying to get through this. It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profited nothing. And here it is. The Lord Jesus said, the words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. Well, as he is, so are we in this world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Well, how is that? Why is that? Well, it's because life came in at the new birth. That's what happened at the new birth. Life came in. It wasn't God said, okay, number 63402, let him in. It wasn't anything like that. You either have life or you don't have life. You're either in or you're not in. So it wasn't just the words that came out of Jesus' mouth. It's the words that come out of my mouth, out of your mouth. They are dangerous and they are life-giving depending on how they're used. It's amazing. I mean, it's just awe-inspiring. When you look at a picture that's been still photographed or time, whatever they call that, of the sky, and you see these stuff you can't see, you can see the constellations and the, and the beautiful... Do you all know what I'm talking about when you see that? And you go, well, where was that? Well, it's got to either be in a place that doesn't have any lights around it, or you have to time 
time lapse it. Thank you. Well, our words are like that. They're just amazingly powerful. And we just don't have a, a, a ticket that comes back to us and said, we caught you speeding on the freeway. Now you're going to have to pay this fine. We don't, we don't get that kind of confrontation with our words that says, wow, you did a bad thing yesterday. If you don't fix this, this is going to put you under. It'd be good if we did. But instead, there's a time lapse. It just, we don't know about it if we ever know about it. Because it works subtly. Praise God, it doesn't work real fast. Sometimes we complain because the blessings don't come the next morning. But all these things are worked in the spirit, so sometimes the, the price or the, 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 the wages of sin don't come the next morning. And we could say, hallelujah, hallelujah, we got time to pray that out and renounce it and turn the other way and dig that up and all that. So it's, it's a two-edged sword, so to speak. But uh, Mark eleven twenty three. what did the Lord say? He said, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. Say it with me. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So it's not what God saith. Now, if we'll take God's words, which are spirit and life, and we'll say them out of our mouth, our vocal cords, our jaw, our mouth, our lips, and we will release them, they will have exactly the same impartation, same impact as if they came out of Jesus. And we all know he got his stuff when he, <laughs> he, he got it. So there's spirit and life in every word. You go, I never knew. Well, that's because there's nobody checking on us or bringing that ticket to us, so to speak, after we've messed up. We get blessed and we think it's L-U-C-K. I hate that word. I just hate that word. Coincidence is just an evil four-letter word that got bumped out. It's, there's no such thing. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. There's no luck or, you know, so people that have a hard, hard life have had a loose, loose mouth. But if they didn't put anything in them to have an abundance of, that's all they can do is they see and then they say and then they have what they saw. They see, they say what they saw, and then they have what they said. And so that's all they can have. And so their life is default the curse. The, the curse of, in the earth is the default. No good thing happens. It's all curse. You go, well, there's some good stuff. No, you ought to see the good stuff. What we call good is just when we can't bear what's bad. But it's the default. And so we have to change the default. You know what I mean, default? It's like if nothing intervenes, if a storm's coming to your house, a tornado's coming to your house, and you don't intervene, you better, you better be in the basement. So it, that's the curse. It's coming. It's not like God sent it. It's not like the devil wanted it to be there. It's just high pressure, low pressure, cool front, all that stuff. It just, it's swirling. If you see the earth, you see all this weather happening all the time. But if you, being in the earth, are in that path, you're going to suffer. But you've got to intervene. You've got to say, not on my watch. It's going over. It's going around. It's evaporating. No straight line winds. No circular winds. No, no hail. No destruction. You just go down the list, whatever, whatever you, you can get in a breath. 
And sure enough, you look at the radar and James says, how about that? Just disappeared, stopped right there west of Starkville or uh, Columbus, I mean. And you go, well, that's a coincidence. That's lucky. And it just, it's like, okay, right, that's what y'all got. So you got to put something in to have something to put out. It's just not head. You can't just speak to the mountain or the storm unless you got something to speak. So that's why we're in the Word. That's why we confess the Word. That's why we meditate on the Word, because it's our only lifeline. That and seed time and harvest is all we have. When it says to seek first the kingdom of God, that's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. It's not talking about going to church or mass or giving your tithe. It's not talking about all that. Well, you just can't get good help anymore. They just stand around and draw a check. You ever heard that? Well, guess what's happening at that business? You just can't get good help. There's no help around and the help that's there just stands around and draws a check. Now, let me, let me kind of clear up something. When I talked about Sunday morning, I was a little coarse, and I'm sorry that I was. I don't mean to be. It's just, it's what I say when I say, look at that. They're peeing in the drinking water. And what that means is, of course, is they don't, they're, they're poisoning their own future. They're, they're messing up themselves. Well, that's, that's what it looks like to me, is uh, I just try and try, and nothing ever happens. We're talking about bad confessions here. I can't afford to tithe and gas is so high we just can't have fun anymore either. You never heard this? Sure you have. They just say it different, but they talk about high gas prices and they'll talk about there's no fun. People aren't like they used to be. We live in bad times and you have to be careful. I'm on this ring thing. And somebody in my neighborhood, wherever it is, it's a big neighborhood. They're always putting on there, dinging me, dinging me or something. Heard noises last night at three o'clock. Dogs are barking down the street. <laughs> oh, my. It's really a terrible life, isn't it? Uh, uh, it's hard to make a living anymore. Don't say that. Don't say I can't afford. Don't ever say I can't afford anything, even if it's a 10 gazillion dollar whatever. Just don't say I can't afford it. Just walk on by and say, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, if I make more, I'll just owe more taxes. So I'm slowing down. Kids just don't have respect for anymore, for anyone anymore. I wouldn't say that. My kids are a blessing. My grandchildren's anyway. I don't know about them other two. He has ADS. Why would we tell anybody he's autistic? Why, why? Okay, they got symptoms, they got a diagnosis, but why would we seal that? Um, the doctor is going to treat my tumor. Y'all get that? The my? I may have to take this medicine for a long time. Yeah, I had... I had a doctor tell me that about a certain thing. He said, you'll be taking this for a long time. I said, no, I won't. If the Lord wants me to prosper and be healthy, he'll give it to me. He knows where I am. And lastly, I don't mind sacrificing so others can have my part. I would rather God put that on me than on them. 
I'd like to spare them. And if God's going to have to dish it out, I'll take it so they won't have to. So we ought to say, this is my best year. This is my best year. This is my best year. I've never had a year like this. I've never, this is my best year. Things are coming together like they've never come together. All my seed is coming together and the harvest is coming. And God has a miracle for me this year. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, buddy, nobody gives a testimony that morning. I got the floor. It's one of those testimonies. <laughs> so we say, like the word says, I was weak, but now I'm strong. And then, of course, I can do all things. Oh, that's hard. No, it's not hard. Y'all get the point. Y'all are way over there. It's just a warm up. It's just a reminder. It's just a, we ought to do better and we all know we ought to do better. I know I should do better. But nothing changes things like getting into the word. You know, somebody can exhort you and they can make a story out of it and everything. Forget all that. Just, just open the word. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I believed and therefore I spoke. I need to get to believing so that my believing will speak. Faith has a voice. You can't, you can't read a sheet and move the mountain. You can read a sheet and get the word in you, and then you'll move the mountain. But just vain repetition, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. It doesn't do anything. You've got to put the word in. Amen? Well, amen. That's a good word, y'all. I admit it. I, the Lord is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to receive our...